0: This podcast is brought to you by Heinen's. Founded in 1929 in Shaker Heights, Ohio, by local butcher Joe Heinen, Heinen's has grown to 23 total locations, with 19 stores in the Cleveland area and four in the North Shore suburbs of Chicago. After years of building connection with Midwest farmers, it became a part of Heinen's nature to do business with smaller regional companies. Today, Heinen's is proud to carry nearly 700 Midwest-made non-produce items that are present in all departments. For more information, go to heinen's.com. Welcome to the Craft Food Classroom Podcast, where we help make food business simple at every stage of growth. Brought to you by Central Kitchen Media. And now, here's your host, Eric Diamond. Hey everybody, this is Barry Jarvis, back for another episode of the Craft Food Classroom, the podcast. I am writing solo as your host today, and I am here virtual with a very exciting guest coming to us from Portland, Oregon, Michael Pan from Pan's mushroom jerky at uh, Pan Co Foods. Is that the...
1: Yeah, that's our kind of, you know, boring company name, but uh, no, our our brand is Pans and yeah, we make Pans mushroom jerky.
0: It's amazing. Welcome to the show. Thanks for joining.
1: Thanks for having me. Appreciate it.
0: Yeah. So I'm sure the most common question you get asked is probably about Shark Tank. So I'm, I won't go there <laughs> to start off, but tell me about, were you born in the U.S.? Or-
1: I was, yeah. yeah. Believe it or not, I was born and raised in a small town in Mississippi.
0: Whoa!
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> small college town called Starkville, Mississippi, and born and raised, was there until I went to went to school. But um, yeah, I know I, I sound like it and everything, but uh, I was born <laughs> and raised there.
0: Not a, you know, it's like soul food down there. I don't know. It's not a really a state that comes to mind, you know, when I think craft food, but...
1: Yeah, no, it's obviously, you know, all the things that you'd think of, uh, you know, of course, barbecue and just kind of tailgating food and, but yeah, you'd be surprised. There's just a lot of, and, and really in hindsight, looking back on growing up, there just a lot of, there are a lot of unique dishes that I think are starting to come to light more and more, but, um, yeah. and my, and I myself had my own version of that with my, with my background. So,
0: yeah. Did, did you always love food, uh, have a good, good food memories in your childhood or,
1: you know, I I did, but without, I guess, being a foodie. I don't know if that makes sense. I, I didn't yeah. really... Uh, I don't love the terms. Uh, so. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, of course, like everyone, I loved food. But, you know, just it's it's always... Food is always something. Obviously, there's just, you know, taste and how good meals are, but also just the memories you have tied to your experiences, right? Whether at whatever stage of your life, whether it's as a child, your you know, parents making you whatever dishes you loved all the way to, you know, being... With your friends gathering over whatever meals that you love to have after school or whatever, just um, mm-hmm. I think that was just like everyone. A lot of people just had those memories, but I, I definitely am not, you know, didn't come out of school or, or out of the womb thinking I was going to make a food company. I'll just say that. So,
0: <laughs> yeah, your background's <laughs> engineering, right?
1: It is go um, engineering. Uh, yeah. So after being, you know, growing up in Mississippi, went to uh, University of Illinois in Champaign Urbana and got a electrical and engineering degree, which, um, you know, believe it or not has served some purposes and served me well in, uh, in food. But yeah, I mean, in in a lot of ways I also threw that degree away and and decided to do something pretty different.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I bet that comes in handy when the dehydrator
1: goes down (laughs) or, you know. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I, you know, when I talk to other people that are starting off, I'm always like it, you know, everyone's obviously everyone's journey is different. How you get there, and you know, education and and experience are all fantastic. But I'm really thankful that engineering and and our school, you know, ultimately helps you think think through problems, right? And that's a lot of what you need, I think, to get off the ground and and get going and in entrepreneurship. So very mm-hmm. thankful for that. Yeah,
0: yeah. That's and that that leads into now. You you still. Obviously, had a lot of family roots in Malaysia, and yeah, yeah. You went back after many years. Uh, describe that journey.
1: Yeah, so my so my mom is actually from Peru, and my dad's from a small fishing village in Malaysia, and that's a whole other story, another podcast, maybe if you want. But they uh, they <laughs> ended up it. meeting of all places in Starkville, Mississippi, and is that Mississippi State? It it is Mississippi yeah. State. There you go, yeah. uh, big Bulldog fan, and so yeah. and so when you know he came over when he was fourteen by himself. The U.S. didn't know any English, and supporting stuff through college, and 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 again, even though I grew up there and I loved it there, um, I just always felt pretty disconnected actually from my family heritage, and uh, so I, I loved visiting extended family whenever I could and learning as much as I could about you know my background and my culture, and uh, so during one of these visits to Malaysia, there was this bowl of food on the table. I didn't know what it was. I thought it was actually pork. and But I was really confused because my family, they're, uh, they're Buddhists, vegetarian Buddhists. So I was, I was like, what is this? And that's when I learned that I was actually eating a mushroom. And uh, I quickly found out that my cousin had been making a uh, this snack for himself for his family and selling it locally. And as vegetarians, they found it hard to you know find foods that not only taste great, but also had a really, really great texture. And you know, they found that mushrooms were very satisfying and, uh, not to mention, healthy. Mm-hmm. And what what that trip did is, is it really just opened my eyes to this amazing culture that I happen to have a connection with that have been producing uh, and making innovative foods that mimic the taste and texture of meat for a long, long time. And my my family member just happened to have a, a mushroom version of that. But um, you know, after that trip, I I just fell in love with the product, its history, my connection to it. And, that, and that's when I knew when my family had something that we needed to share with the rest of the world and and that's when I launched pan's western jerky uh part time while I was doing my engineering career yeah
0: wow that that um having that that vegetarian Buddhist background is so unique and it just nothing against like a fake burger patty made out of soy or anything but this is so. I mean it's a whole food it's it's you're not you're going right along with nature you know
1: yeah and and i, I agree with how you phrase that also it's it's not to i don't knock any of the you know engineered meat and and food from a lab and you know that's that's great i think it helps push the plant-based movement and just make more options available so it's fantastic but we are very proud that uh yeah we're we aren't necessarily engineered we're not you know Made in a lab and figured out how to back engineer things, but it's a uh, it's a whole food that happens to be a mushroom and and serves really well as a meat meat replacement if you'd like, or if you just like mushrooms in general and want to have those healthy benefits that mushrooms provide on the go, then you know that's the that's the need we fill. And and like I said, I think it just that trip really um, you know like all great families, they showed me all the you know the sights and everything, but also they they fed me like crazy. And so you know just seeing this was back in the mid late two thousands. You know, vegan was still vegan. It wasn't plant based, and you know they part of the diet was eating foods that really tasted like any other dish you'd have that had meat in it. But they were you know able to use everything from of course soy to tofu to all sorts of ingredients to, to mimic meat and wouldn't know the difference. And um, it was it was an incredible eye opening experience.
0: Yeah, I uh, I can imagine. I you know used some of this. Um, for my boys, I have three boys. We use some zesty Thai in and in <laughs> just a fried rice, you know, and it's absolutely delicious. They it's great to hear. didn't even question what it was. I think they, <laughs> <laughs> thought it was filet mignon or something. That's you know? <laughs> well, so, great. Yeah. So how did, how were you positioned coming into the, all of a sudden we're in a pandemic?
1: Yeah. Boy, that's, it's a, it's a good one. I mean, I like a lot of people we were, uh, we were affected. We were lucky to be on, I think the good side of the issues that were then the challenges that came forth. But you know, our, our experience was very much, we were, we were starting to become, we, we officially launched in 2018 roughly and that's when we started to get some traction and you know, like a lot of, a lot of startups and food startups um, you know, it's a, it's a grind to get out of the gates but we did. And we, we went from this kind of shared kitchen situation with, you know, probably, I don't know, five or five to eight people who were, uh, you know, doing a lot of things, but manually by hand, we didn't have a, we still don't today have a ton of equipment. And so you kind of have an intimate group, right. That kind of get helps produce your product. And we, we grew again in 2019. So we were starting to expand out and 2020, we, we made this big leap to get our own facility. That wasn't a shared, you know, a kitchen situation and, um, the, the pandemic hit. And so for us, um, I think it was just a, we were lucky that we didn't have, we didn't have to shut down because we weren't a restaurant. We weren't, we didn't have customers. So I, I, I feel still today, I feel for all the food service, um, you know, people out there, but for us, you know, it, it became a quick wake up call for, we have, you know, we're not, it's not just myself and some friends doing this. It's, you know, we have staff of many different ages and different backgrounds, different health conditions. And, you know, to be faced with are we putting our employees and team at risk to potentially die that that was pretty, uh, pretty scary. And so, you know, in the midst of all the, the challenges of growing a business and starting one, you know, quickly we've met with just real world things was extremely nerve wracking and scary. And, but we were lucky that we were able to move into a space. And, uh, you know, we were we were very aggressive early on in terms of you know keeping up with the news and what what needed to happen, and so we you know massed up as soon as we could and as we knew as that was an option, and then uh, spread out as much as we could, and we were lucky that we were able to do that and continue operating. Wow! But yeah, we had to be we had to be on the forefront of it. It wasn't something we were we could be just passive about.
0: Yeah, I can tell that the, your employees mean a lot to you. That was clear, and. Do you, do you put that, you know, that is like part of your recipe as treating, treating your employees like family. I kind of get yeah. that vibe from, you know.
1: Yeah. I mean, we, we're a small but mighty team. Um, yeah. and you know, your, your company's as good as the people who, you know, make, make it up yeah. right They're They're good, as good as the company you keep. And, you know, we try our best to, uh, Obviously, take care of our our small but mighty team, and uh, as we grow, we continue to try to give back to them. But you know, as you can imagine, it's uh, working for a startup in a small company isn't easy for everyone, right? Of course, yeah. Especially when you're growing, but um, you know, one of the great things when you work with companies like us, it's there's there's just opportunity out there, and, and the people we have in, they can make a difference. We don't have extra people; it's everyone is there that's going to make an impact, and. Uh, it takes certain people to want to do that. Yeah. And uh, we're lucky that we found a good team to get us to this point. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And speaking of team, we obviously, big thanks to Heinen's, and we uh, am always there. At, there's 20 locations here in Cleveland, and, and as you know, and employees are so knowledgeable and helpful and happy to be there. How was your relationship with, with Heinen's? I know you work with Matt Shelley.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, it's incredible. I mean, I think some of the other background that we had was that when you mentioned the pandemic, I mean, a, a lot of... We, we've we been bootstrapped through, uh, meaning we, did, we didn't raise capital. And so we went from really relied on, on debt and ultimately sales to fund our business and our growth. And so, you know, one of the things that uh, we're thankful for people like Matt at Heinen's and and is just, you know, giving us this early chance in a category that's very new. Um, And, you know, those early bets they made on us really helped us keep us afloat during a very challenging time to grow. And so we're always very, very thankful for that and their partnership in helping small businesses uh, get their footing in the market and to help grow uh, in a very exciting category. So, they were very instrumental in helping us provide that foundation we needed to not only get us through the pandemic, but also to, you know, continue to grow.
0: Yeah. You know, you, you mentioned the category, it's kind of its own category, right? I mean, you you probably buy the beef jerky in many cases, but you're probably, you know, you never know what, where you're going to be, right?
1: Yeah. You know, it's funny. Um, Again, I started I started this on a part-time basis in two thousand six or seven or eight or something. Late two thousands. And
0: yeah.
1: uh I've been told over and over again that either no or you know, why do people need this? Do my do my Bubba's, will they really eat this? Um and you know, that was hard to hear, but it's looking back, the timing was everything. We were probably a bit too early. And luckily in You know, 2016, 2018, when I essentially, that's when I jumped in full time into this, the market was changing. And so veganism was not, it was starting to become more broad. It was becoming more popular and transitioning to plant-based. And of course, people that, you know, large companies have, you know, invested a lot of capital and, and have come out to help spread awareness, which is great. And mushrooms are also starting to become more popular in terms of, you know, how do you get it in everyday items you're, whether it's your drink or, or in food and, and so on. And, and not only that, but jerky and snacking were still growing uh, in, a, in the category that was already pretty crowded in the meat side. And so the category has evolved uh, in an exciting way. And now, you know while, of course, our plant-based and, and vegan customers are still a core our core customer and people who um, are huge advocates of us, we are super excited about the this larger population as well who, you know, they may not be fully all in, just 100% plant-based, uh, but they are uh, aware of the need for uh, reducing meat intake, whether it's because of health reasons to be more environmentally conscious or or animal cruelty-wise. Whatever the reasons are, they that's just happening more and more. And so we're happy to kind of provide that gateway and transition that people may or may you know, want to start dipping their toes into uh, more of a plant-based lifestyle. And uh, we're happy to serve that. But um, yeah, it's just amazing to see how much the categories change. And now it's, now it is its own thing. It's, uh, you you do need all the uh, meat snacks, of course, but now it's uh, very apparent that you need these plant-based options as well, like us.
0: Yeah, those are all fantastic. I mean, very important reasons in their own right. And uh, it's, it's really important that, you know, like you said, there, there's various reasons, but those all mean a lot to me. So.
1: And, we're, and we're lucky that people like Heinen's, uh, you know, took a leap early on. I mean, I think that's yeah. what's exciting. And that's what I'll always be thankful for, that not only were they looking to change their category in the set uh, in that direction early on, but also they, yeah, they took a chance on, on a small business like us. Yeah,
0: yeah we hear that so much with our local, you're, you're the, actually probably the furthest we've, we've done yet from, you know, Cleveland, but sure. we hear that a lot. It's the first break that a lot of people get. And, uh, that's sometimes the most important one.
1: Yeah.
0: Speaking of breaks, uh, you know, I have to, I have to ask now, how, how has it been? I mean, I know you've been on all kinds of exposure nationally. Uh, was it, Good morning America or
1: we got a little spot on the Today Show at one point. Um, yeah, the today
0: show, yeah.
1: We've been very fortunate. I mean, I, I'd say lucky to be in a good category in general. That's uh, I think it speaks to the market and how it's transitioned over the past, you know, three to four years. People are, are still looking for just healthy snacks um and, and options out there. And so we yeah, we're we're lucky we are we are in that category. We've also worked hard, obviously, to get the exposure we wanted as well. So yeah. um you know, awareness is, is not cheap, but we've been, uh, we've worked hard to get that awareness. Yeah. That's,
0: that's great. And shark tank obviously is that's such a shareable clip. I mean, I've shared that with 10 people <laughs> when I, you know, was saying that I was going to be on here. How, how's that been for you?
1: Yeah. Uh, that is, a a lot of people watch that show <laughs> yeah, <me too. laughs> and i I underestimated uh how many people did i'm I'm you know like a lot of people I've been a fan my whole you know my whole life and and watched from the beginning and it's pretty surreal to go from the couch to that environment and uh but it it's been amazing not to get too dramatic about it but yeah it truly changed my life uh, and our yeah. trajectory and um you know it's no silver bullet by any means but it is an amazing asset experience that we're still leveraging today. And, um, and you know, we, we joined Mark Cuban companies as well, and he's been fantastic him and his team. And, uh, we're just excited to continue working with them to, to grow our business. So, yeah. but yeah, the, the experience overall, very surreal, incredible, emotional. Um, I didn't intend to cry on the show. Yeah. I did. <laughs> um, and, uh, all those feelings are real, just really, yeah really interesting to go through
0: yeah is mark in there making jerky today or
1: (laughs) i know we got some shipments to make so i gotta call him up (laughs) just to make sure he's got some uh the shipment out to heinens but
0: um
1: no uh you know they they're really fantastic in terms of you know they're as involved as we need them to be Uh, obviously again they're Uh, As much as I'm sure he would be willing, I'm not expecting him to come, uh, you know, ship or make some product for us. But, uh, you know, his network and his team are just amazing in terms of, you know, supporting us through this stage of growth. There's no shortage of challenges we're going through. And we are trying to surround ourselves with people with experience, and people with resources to help us do this. And they've been critical in uh, helping with that. So, wow.
0: We are going to take a, quick break to hear from Heinen's and I'm excited to try these new varieties. I haven't tried yet when we get back and thanks for joining us on the craft food classroom and we'll be right back. Do you have an amazing food product that's retail ready? If so, you should check out our class on delivering the perfect pitch. It's taught by Kim Heinen from Heinen's. And she heads up the category management team. She's going to take you through the key differentiators that will set you and your product apart, as well as to give you the four Ps of a perfect pitch. It really is a great roadmap to get you on retail shelves. So check that out at thecentral.kitchen classroom. Thanks for listening.
1: Are you still using spreadsheets to manage your inventory, suppliers, co-packers, and production? Unless you're an expert with those sales and formulas, you can only grow so much with spreadsheets. When you're selling on your website, in retail stores, and online marketplaces and more, it gets hard to track your inventory levels. As a CPG brand, your inventory is literally cash. If you don't track it at every level and order it at the right time, stockouts become a regular occurrence and fulfilling orders keeps you awake at night. Use Fiddle instead. Our software is built to help CPG businesses like yours scale more easily with constant insight into your inventory and production at all levels. Go to fiddle.io to learn more and schedule a personalized demo.
0: Welcome back to the Craft Food Classroom podcast with Michael Pan. We are, now this is the best part And I am a big fan of your products, but there's two here that I've never tasted. So I'm going to ask you uh, (laughs) for any inspiration while I taste these. So it's not uh, uh, just me chewing. um, What what inspiration would you offer or or little nuggets of wisdom for for someone starting out kind of like you were in 06, 07 in that time frame? what would you offer for inspiration to that person, that entrepreneur?
1: Ooh, Oh, that's a loaded question. But, um, I, I think a few off the top of my head, it would be, uh, number one, whether it, it, this can be a lonely journey in general, you know, not everyone, you know, there, there's a, you're not alone. Is kind of what, what I would tell people that, uh, there are a lot of people at different stages going through what you're going through. And, uh, you know, a lot of times it's hopefully you're able to build a network of uh, other people doing something similar and, and really having people to lean on, whether it's real practical advice to grow or build a business or just listening is extremely important for your own mental just grit to get through this. Because you, I think what I've learned from myself, at least, is that it takes a lot of grit and grind to, to get things off the ground. So I think that's very important. Uh, whatever challenge you face. And then, so, so that would be a big one, um, that I on, honestly underestimated. Uh, it's, it's really great to hear that Cleveland seems to have that, that environment as well, connecting with other people and, and also just other expertise. So That's fantastic. And then I'd say the other thing is, um, for me, especially in a new category and a new product, we did our best to, to learn as cheaply as possible. If that makes sense. What works and what doesn't, um, and so we, you know, I try to keep that mantra of just, you know, learn very as cheap as I can and continue pushing the envelope in whatever area it is, whether it's a product or whether that's in our sales. Yeah, incrementally improving and continuous improvement is a big thing. Starting something new and and just being having that mindset and being okay with a failure if that happens or if you know feedback doesn't go your way, take it in digest it, uh, adjust as needed, and, and move forward. And so I think if I would have reacted too strongly for whatever negative thing came my way, I wouldn't I would have, I wouldn't have lasted, <laughs> I don't think. So I think those are two big ones for me uh, that I, I try to share with people.
0: That's great. Um, we see so many people that, you know, do feel like they're alone sometimes, and we're trying to build that community. And it's tough when you have to make everything and then you're so tired and run down, but then you have to go sell it, you know? um, Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Self-manufacturing is not for the, uh, not for the faint of heart, but um, you just have to, I think that's a, it's an important step to kind of to take, I think, to grow as a entrepreneur and and as your company. But, and I, well, the last thing I was going to mention is that, you know, while I, while I did mention surround yourself with people who have expertise and so on, which I think is, is absolutely necessary and important, I think it's also important to know that not every path is the same. And be aware that, you know, just because so-and-so or did it this way or, or, you know, a similar vendor or company did it another way, doesn't mean it's your path. And a lot of it depends very much on so many factors, whether it's your product, your category, your funding, and so on. I just think it's important for for the entrepreneur to know, to hear and listen, but ultimately you you make the decision that uh, makes sense for your business ultimately, and don't uh, don't allow fear, hopefully, and other influences direct you in a way that maybe you shouldn't go in. Yeah. Um, so
0: that's 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 some great information. I'll just say, you know, these are amazing, and I'm so glad that this would only be like 460 calories if I eat both bags. Right. I think
1: that's right. Yeah. I I appreciate that.
0: Yeah. So delicious. Uh, Well, I really appreciate your mission and these products are so needed for the world. So thank you for all you're doing. Thanks for sharing your inspiration. Any closing thoughts?
1: No, I, I, Again, thank you for having me. I think it's important to have platforms to be able to share our message and what we're doing. So very thankful for just having the platform to to talk about our product and myself, and my team. Very much appreciate it.
0: Yeah, that's that's fantastic. Well, best of luck to you. I know you're going to continue to grow and be available worldwide. Are you in any other countries yet? Or
1: not yet? We're uh, yeah. we're still working on that, but we have yeah. uh, hopefully we have. We have big dreams, I'll say that. Yeah,
0: I think that'll happen soon. So, <laughs> Thank um, you. Well, I appreciate it, Michael. Keep up the fantastic work. Thanks so much. Okay. Thanks for joining us on the Craft Food Classroom Podcast. We will see you next time. Thanks for joining on the Craft Food Classroom Podcast, where we help make food business simple at every stage of growth. Brought to you by Central Kitchen Media. To learn more about what we're doing, visit us at thecentral.kitchen. Please subscribe to this podcast to learn more about food entrepreneurs and their experience in the craft food business. This podcast is brought to you by Heinen's. Founded in 1929 in Shaker Heights, Ohio, by local butcher Joe Heinen, Heinen's has grown to 23 total locations with 19 stores in the Cleveland area and four in in the North Shore suburbs of Chicago. After years of building connection with Midwest farmers, it became a part of Heinen's nature to do business with smaller regional companies. Today, Heinen's is proud to carry nearly 700 Midwest-made non-produce items that are present in all departments. For more information, go to Heinen's.com.